0: guys this is our myth and monsters episode it's the last day of the month and it is episode 14 of myth and monsters we've been doing this for over a year that's insane so i think it's your turn to go first if you want to go ahead and tell me what you got i'm so excited
1: okie-dokie i decided to do ghouls today yeah i like that right because i mean so my mental image of ghouls are like these like hunchbacked like creepy things in a cemetery with like the drooling stuff and they attack almost zombie-ish right or not but not yeah so i decided to do those today um so ghouls. So these are demon-like beings or monstrous humanoids uh, originating from pre-Islamic Arabian religion. Um, really? Associated- yeah, which I didn't know that either. I, di- I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, they're often associated with graveyards and consuming human flesh. Zombies. Right. So in modern fiction, the term has often been used for a certain kind of undead monster. So typically, it's just like another undead monster, like a zombie or whatever. Um, and the Word ghoul is from an Arabic, uh, Arab, Arabic, oh my gosh, <laughs> Arabic word, uh, meaning- She just <laughs>
0: had her uh, vaccine shot today, y'all, so-
1: Yeah, maybe it scrambled my brain a little. It didn't, <laughs> it didn't. Go get your vaccines. Yes,
0: please, please <laughs> be vaccinated.
1: Um, but yes, I am tired today. Also, I think the pollen is getting to me. We live in Georgia and everything is yellow, so- That's the
0: Georgia snow is- <sighs> Yeah, pollen.
1: it's rough. At- here yeah it's insane so the the word ghoul is from an arabic word meaning to seize which i thought was really interesting i don't really see how that connects to what these beings are so Me neither. that's
0: interesting. so interesting
1: yeah um in arabic the term is also sometimes used to describe a greedy or gluttonous individual which again i mean kind of interesting i guess like you know you kind of hear about like oh you're such a ghoul or whatever yeah i could kind of see it like i don't know
0: well we may be biased because of the urban fantasy that we read that has ghouls depicted in a different way that's that's very interesting
1: yeah yeah Hmm. um in arabic folklore the ghoul is said to dwell in cemeteries and other inhabited places so they're kind of like loners they don't really go around people um but they do often hang out around the dead and bodies um i didn't know that there was uh a distinction between male ghouls and female ghouls. I just assumed it was all ghouls.
0: Yeah, I've Um, never heard that.
1: Yeah, so a male ghoul is referred to as a ghoul, while the female is called a ghoulah.
0: I was going to say a ghoulette.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah, no, and it's spelled really interesting. So like I see ghoul as uh, G-H-O-U-L. Yes. And the male ghoul is G-H-U-L, so without the O. And then female is G-H-U-L-A-H. Interesting.
0: I have yeah. never heard of that.
1: Yeah, really interesting. Um, something else I didn't know about ghouls. Uh, some legends state that a ghoul is a desert-dwelling, shape-shifting demon that can assume the guise of an animal, especially a hyena. I, I have never, never heard, heard that. Of that. Yeah, no, me neither. But there were so many sites as I was researching for this that said that, that these are shape-shifting demons. Huh. Um, and yeah no I had never heard of that I think what you and I know is the European version of the legends
0: okay and
1: that's more uh, along the lines of the undead creature that we that you and I are more familiar with but I'm trying this is to more, think what
0: books it was well I don't was it I know um, what it
1: is and I have it in my examples okay
0: you go you go girl
1: <laughs> okay um but yeah so desert dwelling I didn't know uh and then shape-shifting demon which was really interesting
0: yeah that's not at all what I've ever connotated with ghoul
1: no me neither okay um so it lures unwary people into the desert uh or abandoned places to slay and devour them so still like eating people like it's still like a cannibalistic thing okay um the creature also preys on young children unfortunately uh drinks blood steals coins and eats the dead so not even just living people but also dead bodies what if
0: it stole that coin that was the
1: devil remember that thing oh, that yeah. we talked about <laughs> yes What? oh what, what would story happen? was that that was the oh i don't remember what was it that your was. halloween story oh it was it was the jack-o-lantern yeah. story The
0: jack-o-lantern story yeah
1: yeah so if you guys want to know what we're talking about and haven't listened to our other myths and legends uh for the halloween episode we did the jack-o-lanterns um and uh, halloween myths and i don't remember what you did
0: i don't remember either yeah. but i just remembered the coin and how cool would it be if the it tied into ghoul somehow that's kind of interesting that is
1: really neat mm-hmm. um and then it takes the form of the person that it most recently eaten so again back to that shape-shifting ah. idea and how creepy would that be to use in an urban fantasy book i um, feel
0: like supernatural did stuff with with shape shifters, you know, taking on other people's, but I don't think it was ghouls.
1: No, those were like, uh, I don't remember what those were. I know what you're talking about. I think um, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like shape shifters. Uh, but yeah, no. So that was another thing. Yeah. I learned a lot about ghouls today. This is like a very short one page of notes that I have I, and I all thought of it is I very knew
0: new. about ghouls. I know. I don't know any of this stuff you're telling me.
1: No, I, I didn't either. Um, so it was not until Antoine Galland translated 1001 Nights into French that the Western idea of the ghoul was introduced into European society. So Galland depicted the ghoul as a monstrous creature, creature that dwelled in cemeteries feasting upon corpses. And that's the kind of ghoul that you and I know about. Yes. Okay. That we're most, uh, most familiar with. Yeah. Um, a ghoul is also a name for a female ghost. Just a fun fact to throw in there that I found. I didn't know that either. I don't understand. I, I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, in ancient Arabic folklore, uh, ghouls belonged to a diabolic class of jinn or spirits and were said to be the offspring of Iblis, the prince of darkness in Islam, and they were capable of constantly changing form. So again, the whole shape-shifting idea.
0: One of our um, myths and monsters was about jinn's.
1: I believe it was. I don't remember if I did that one or if you did. I I don't remember either. But I think you're right. I think we did cover those. Yeah.
0: So go check that one out too.
1: Yeah. Um, Ghouls are said to be grave robbers living off the flesh of the dead. So, you know, there's a back and forth on whether they lure living people and eat those or if they just eat corpses and like that kind of thing.
0: Maybe they're like spiders. Well, spiders, you know, where they kill them and then put them away to eat them later.
1: Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Hmm. uh some legends mostly european say that they were once human um but they brought the curse on themselves by eating human flesh dead or alive so this is again both dead and living that they're eating hmm. um they feed on corpses or living flesh often abducti- abducting young children or luring away unwary people into abandoned places like i said what's earlier, what's
0: with the young children thing
1: i don't know like maybe because they're easy prey i don't know uh, or nice tender flesh well, that's I mean, worse better. Okay. You know, I'm
0: old now and my my flesh is not so juicy. Wow. Got a lot of fat but not so juicy like the little tender fresh stuff.
1: Well, I also feel like children would be very easy to like lure away, like children are very curious. That's true. Whereas I feel like adults are more wary kind of thing. That's true. Um ghouls are disgustingly ugly and stink of death. They are immensely strong but they're geniuses in a sarcastic way. And I don't quite know what this means. Oh, geniuses in a sarcastic way. I guess like this article was saying like, they're not actually that smart. Um, So like they're geniuses. Okay. Okay. Um, So tricking them would be a better way to, uh, you know, lose them rather than fighting them. Did you see that? Is there
0: anything about them not being able to leave the graveyard or they can, they can leave the graveyard?
1: I didn't see that. I didn't see anything on that. Nothing that specified. I read that that somewhere.
0: I don't know if it was in a book or I don't know. Maybe it
1: was in a book. Yeah. Hmm. Um, According to tradition, European again, church bells scare away storms, the plague, demons, and ghouls uh, other than like it scares away like bad things other than humans. Wait,
0: church bells are supposed to scare away storms?
1: Supposedly. Okay. Supposedly. Okay. But also ghouls. And this is the important part.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> and so that's all the actual like information that I found on ghouls. And then I have a few examples of ghouls that um, are in popular culture. Okay. Um, so apparently they are in Harry Potter. I don't remember this. Um, I haven't read them since, oh, geez, like.
0: You were little. Yeah.
1: Decades ago. Yeah. So <laughs> Uh, But apparently they're harmless creatures in Harry Potter that live in the homes of wizards and apparently the the Weasleys had one in their attic.
0: I don't remember that that at all.
1: Yeah, I don't. But
0: like you, it's been a long time since I've read the books.
1: Been a very long time. Um, Supposedly there were some in Supernatural season four. Again, I don't remember that. But I'm not surprised.
0: I just watched Supernatural not too long ago. I I am not surprised either. But I don't remember what they portrayed ghouls to be
1: mm-hmm. um dungeons and dragons dungeons and dragons uh, also has ghouls in it and those are just like your typical monsters um that try to eat you well i think
0: in uh, mansions doesn't mansions have ghouls
1: I think it does actually. Yeah. Mansions of madness. Yeah. This Um, is a
0: game that Taylor got for Christmas from uh, her girlfriend's mother. mm -hmm. And we had a great time playing it and we've moved it on online to, so because we all live in different places and because of the pandemic, we actually now can play it on our computers that hook up to the TVs and whatnot. And, uh, but I believe they had ghouls too.
1: I think you're right. I think, I think there were ghouls. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there's an anime series called Tokyo Ghoul, and it's about people who I believe become ghouls. I haven't watched it myself, but it is a big popular one. Um, and then the series that you were trying to think of earlier, I believe is the Cat and Bones series. Okay. Um, I think you're right. Yeah. Cause there are vampires in that series and there are also ghouls and the ghouls are, um, you know, just undead like vampires, but they, they are their own person. They come back from the dead, uh, And I think they eat corpses from, from then on. So
0: neat. I, there's a lot that you can do in urban fantasy with that or any fantasy with that, even regular fiction with that. Well, probably not regular fiction.
1: Well, not might be a little bit
0: outside (laughs) the box for that, but
1: probably not regular fiction,
0: (laughs) but supernatural fiction for sure.
1: Yeah. 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 But yeah. So that's ghouls. I learned a lot that I didn't know. Um, I, I really
0: thought I knew ghouls and that I, is, yeah. none of that was what I thought.
1: No, I thought I did too. And I think it would be really interesting to do a story with ghouls where they take the form of the person that they most recently ate. Are are they sentient? Uh, Well, I mean, I guess it depends on how you look or how, how you would decide to write them. But based on what I found, it didn't Say anything about. We city.
0: need to do an episode of our myth and monsters on zombies now because I'd like to compare zombies to ghouls because they're not the same thing.
1: Right. Well, maybe I'll do that next time.
0: Yeah, that's that's fascinating to me. I, 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 I would be interested in doing a story from a ghoul's point of view. That would be really neat. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine? Because what I have read about them is you can be scratched by one, just like zombies, you know, you can be scratched or bitten and you turn into a ghoul. Right. And it would be interesting to write from a ghoul's point of view. That, that would, yeah, be would be interesting. Well, my uh, topic is actually not a myth. Oh. It's, a, it's a real thing.
1: A real, a real thing. Okay. It is a
0: real thing, but I think that it is very usable in urban fantasy and different supernatural type fiction okay so it is about the disease called encephalitis lethargica okay which is basically living statues it creates living statues oh wow this disease attacks the brain leaving some of the victims in a statue-like condition uh, condition wow i'm sorry (laughs) y'all i've been drinking for a while um speechless and motionless between 1915 and actually into the 30s 1930s an epidemic of this EL encephalitis lethargica spread around the world nearly 5 million people were affected a holy
1: cow how did i not like hear about that
0: Oh, this this was crazy a third of whom died in the acute stages so you know, I thought this was particularly relevant. We're here in COVID. We've got this pandemic going all around the world right now. This one went around the world at that time frame and affected so many people. Um, those that didn't die, some of them never returned to their pre-existing uh, aliveness.
1: Yeah, so to speak.
0: it's a neurological syndrome. So it it's brain damage that causes the victims to sleep for years or to hack away at their own bodies. Oh, wow. It was first described by a world war one pilot and, um, noble. He was a noble at that time, Constantine van Economo. Okay. He had switched his career to medicine at the request of his parents, um, after a family members died during the war this is World War one yeah and so they had lost members of the family and he's like okay fine I won't fight anymore I'll become a doctor okay so as a physician he served both civilians and the central powers and his uh, significance comes from being the first to describe this neurological disorder that popped up during that world that World War one it reached epidemic status in Vienna in 1917.
1: So that means it was contagious. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So was this like a bacteria or was it a prion disease? They Do you know? think oh, that okay. it
0: was related to streptococcus.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Um, so in Vienna, it became epidemic in 1917. And then it went to France and England in 1918. 19- Uh, 1918. And by 1919, it had overrun Europe, the United States, Canada, Central America, and India. Does that sound familiar?
1: Wow. Yeah. Very
0: scary. During this epidemic period, there were peaks that occurred in 1920 and 1924, which we've got peaks. We're right now going up again with COVID, which is so strange because a bunch of us have been vaccinated. I've had one. You've had one. A lot of people have had at least their first vaccination, and yet COVID is on the rise again. At any rate, uh, acute cases subsequently to that became less common, although many patients suffered chronic neurological, I can't pronounce the word. That persisted long after the epidemic period. So they had continuing symptomatic issues.
1: Neurological what? I'm a neuroscientist, you know.
0: Neurological, S-E-Q-U-E-L-A-E. I don't know. <laughs> sequelae. sequelae.
1: I've actually, I have heard the word before, but I don't know how to actually say it.
0: And I don't know what it is. I mean, it's Latin. So sequelae should be the proper pronunciation from the Latin girl here. Yeah. Um, there has been no epidemic reoccurrence of EL since the early 20th century, but there are sporadic cases that continue to pop up even today. Hate that. I know, right? Patients typically experienced excessive sleepiness, disorders of ocular motility, fever, movement disorders, um, any neurological exi- uh, symptom could be exhibited during this thing from day to day, hour by hour. It shifted very quickly. Yeah. Um, acute EL often presented as a gradual onset onset of nondescript flu-like symptoms. Oh, good. So you had extreme tiredness, the low grade fever, pharyngitis, shivering, headache, vertigo and vomiting. Sounds like the flu. Right. Neurological symptoms followed and could present very quickly, as in the case of a girl who experienced sudden hemiplegia, which is paralysis on one side of your body. Yeah, She was on her way home. She was walking home from a concert and her, one of her side, I don't know if it was the right side or left side became um, paralyzed. And within a half an hour, she was asleep and she died 12 days later. Wow. The victim's, are very much alive and conscious and they find themselves in this inexplicably frozen state. Um, their static bodies prisons for their mind. I mean, can you imagine being how frozen? Do they,
1: yeah. How do and they know that they're conscious?
0: I, I think they can respond to some degree. Gotcha. And I guess the ones that have been uh, gotten through it say, I knew exactly what was oh, going
1: fair. On. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, of the survivors, nearly half found themselves eventually unable to physically interact with the world around them, Damn. All, all the while fully aware of their surroundings. Though occasionally capable of limited speech, eye motion, and even laughter, they generally appeared as living statues, totally motionless for hours, days, weeks, or years. That's crazy. The cause is unknown, but one theory is Brain inflammation triggered by a rare strain of streptococcus,
1: the bacteria
0: that is responsible for a lot of sore throats every year. Right. Um, Science's best guess is that the bacteria mutated somehow provoking an immune response system and to attack the brain, which is what left the victims helpless. Right. Um, it, it still occasionally reappears, um, in the 1950s, in Europe, it reappeared, and in, in China 10 years ago, it appeared in a 12-year-old girl, and she was hospitalized for five weeks with this disease. Um, it, it says that this may be, it, it's, it's uh, not dormant, but it's, it's out there. It is just out there. Yeah. In 2004, they did an analysis of 20 patients with those symptoms and concluded that whatever it is that ailed them is still, quote, prevalent. Yeah.
1: yeah. So it's out there. That's crazy. And what
0: caused it to become this pandemic? So, of course, I read this and I'm like, oh, gargoyles.
1: Gargoyles. Oh, because living statues. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> or Medusa's.
1: That is so interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So think of using this in fantasy novels, like say an archeologist accidentally stumbles upon a nest of Medusas and they escape. And as they disperse and flee, they're turning all these peoples and peoples, people. all these people into living statues. Yeah. That's yeah. Um, maybe they did the living statue part on purpose maybe they like spiders you know they venomize their and they wrap them and come back and feed on them later maybe right. meduses would do the same thing maybe that's how they replicate,
1: replicate. you know maybe it's not
0: a sexual repli- replication maybe they do this this freezing thing, this living statue thing, or the gargoyle idea. Maybe these people are turning into gargoyles, maybe gargoyles, you know, you always think of gargoyles as being protectors yeah, put on churches to protect Mm -hmm. the church, that kind of thing. So what if something is going on in the world that we need protectors? Yeah. So all of these people, all of a sudden are turning into gargoyles, um, or what if it was the first attempt at germ warfare? This came about in World War I. That's true. Yeah. What if it was something that one of those countries was, was playing with to try to win the war and it created this side effect?
1: Well, there are plenty of people who believe that uh, COVID was created in a lab. So. True.
0: I mean, lots of fodder for stories in, Absolutely. in, in that. Very, very interesting. I, I just can't imagine. It's so creepy. I can't imagine. It sounds you know, horrific. Being yeah. frozen and you can move your eyes, but you no, can't. No, that sounds horrible. Uh, it's terrible, terrible.
1: Yeah, no, thank you. But that. So
0: it's true, but I thought that it was uh, very interesting and something that could be used in urban fantasy or any kind of uh, supernatural type story.
1: Yeah, definitely. That is super interesting. I'm surprised that I had never heard of it. Like that is just.
0: Me too. Uh, It was very interesting. Man,
1: we had some good stories.
0: Yeah. So this was a good episode. Uh, Thank you all for listening. We will see you for the next Myth and Monsters
1: at the end of next month. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Thank you all. Thanks, guys.